ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So in the last lesson we talked about the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam today we move on to talking about the servants of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it mentions from his servants Anas ibn Malik ibn Nadr al-Ansari and Hind and Asma ibn Harithata al-Aslamiyan there was Hind and there was also Asma the two sons of Haritha al-Aslamiyan meaning both of them were Aslami also Rabi'a Ibn Ka'ab al-Aslami It's mentioned that the names Hind and Asma typically those names are used for females however you can see here that the name Hind and the name Asma is for the two sons of Haritha and the arabs they mention that these names can be used for males and females these two names hind and asma can be used for both males and females it's mentioned that khadija the wife of the prophet sallam had a son named hind So these are names that can be used for male and female. Also then there was Rabi'a ibn Ka'b al-Aslami wa kana Abdullah ibn Mas'ud sahiban alayhi kana idha qama albasahu iyyahuma wa idha jalasa ja'alahuma fi dhira'ayhi hatta yaqum. وكان عقبة بن عامر الجهني صاحب بغلته يقودها في الأصفار So Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was responsible for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's sandals When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi stood Abdullah ibn Mas'ud would put them on him and when he sat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud would hold them in his hands until he stood up similarly kana uqbah ibn amir al-juhni sahib baghlatih yaquduha fi al-asfar uqbah ibn amir would lead his donkey when he traveled Uqbah ibn Amr would lead the donkey of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam on the travels. 
وبلال بن رباح المؤذن the muaddin of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of course bilal ibn rabah similarly sa'd in fact bilal ibn rabah was not the only muaddin of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it's mentioned that there were actually four people who used to give the adhan for the Prophet ﷺ. The two in his masjid were Bilal and Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum. The two that would give the adhan in the mosque were Bilal ibn Rabah and Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum. They would give the adhan in the mosque of the Prophet ﷺ. But there were another two who used to do the adhan. Sa'ad al-Quraz was in the masjid Quba. And Abu Mahzurah was in Mecca. So there were actually four mu'adhins for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at the time. Abu Mahdura used to do it in Mecca. Sa'ad al-Quraz used to do it in Quba. Bilal ibn Rabah and Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, who was blind, they used to give the adhan in the mosque of the Prophet sallallahu So how did Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum used to do the adhan if he was blind? How would he know what time to do the adhan when the sun is going down, up? How would he know? Somebody would tell him. Somebody would tell him, and then he would go and do the adhan at the time that was correct. Similarly, Sa'ad, the freed slave of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, also from the servants or from those who used to aid and do the jobs and responsibilities for the Prophet and also Dhu Mikhmar. Dhu Mikhmar. And he was the nephew of a Najashi. Dhu Mikhmar, the nephew of a Najashi. Some say the son of the brother of a Najashi. And some say the son of the sister of a Najashi. Dhu Mikhmar. So he also used to be in the service and the aid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some say his name was actually Dhu Mikhbar instead of Dhu Mikhmar. Also we have Bukair ibn Shaddakh al-Layfi and it is said his name was Bakr, not Bukair. So both of those are mentioned. Also Abu Dhar al-Ghifari Abu Dhar al-Ghifari and Waqid and Abu Waqid and Hisham and Abu Dhumairah and Hunayn and Abu Asib and his name was Ahmar and Abu Ubaid. So these were all a list of those who used to aid the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Similarly, Safina 
كان عبدا لأم سلمة زوج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سفينة who was the slave of Umm Salama, the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَأَعْتَقَتْهُ She then freed him. She then freed him. وَشَرَطَتْ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَخْدُمَ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ حَيَاتَهُ And she made it a condition upon him. To free him, there was a condition. She freed him under the condition that he would serve the Prophet ﷺ, be in the aid of the Prophet ﷺ for the rest of his life. فَقَالْ لَوْ لَمْ تَشْتَرِطِي عَلَيَّ مَا فَارَقْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ he said, even if you never made that a condition upon me, I would never have left the Prophet ﷺ anyway. I would have gone and done that anyway. I would never have left the Prophet ﷺ anyway, even if you didn't make that a condition upon me. These are the well-known servants of the Prophet ﷺ. And it is mentioned that there were in fact 40, four zero servants of the Prophet ﷺ who would do uh, help and aid the Prophet ﷺ. From the female servants, it is mentioned Salma, Ummu Rafi', similarly Barakah, Ummu Ayman, وَرِثَهَا مِنْ أَبِيهِ Whom, this was Baraka, Um Ayman, whom he inherited from his father. She was the mother of Usama ibn Zayd. وَهِيَ أُمُّ Usama ibn Zayd. وَمَيْمُونَةَ بِنْتْ سَعَدْ وَخَذِرَةَ وَرَضْوَاءَ These are all some of the names of the female servants of the Prophet the Prophet ﷺ inherited Barakah, this one that we just mentioned now from the female ones, from his father. And she raised the Prophet ﷺ whilst he was young. She took good care of him and she loved him. The historians have mentioned many stories about her. When Zayd divorced Zainab, the Prophet ﷺ married Zayd to Barakah um Ayman, and she gave birth to Usama ibn Zayd. His mother was black, while his father Zayd was white. And Usama, when he was born, was black, resembling his mother. And he was beloved to the Prophet ﷺ. And then from the others that we mentioned was Maymuna. The daughter of Sa'ad, also Khadira and Radwa. So these were all just some of the names of the servants of the Prophet ﷺ. Then also from the freed slaves, a list of some of the freed slaves of the Prophet ﷺ. Firstly, here it mentions Zayd ibn Haritha. The son of Shurahil al-Kalbi. Also his son Usama ibn Zayd. 
وكان يقال لأسامة ابن زيد الحب ابن الحب Usama ibn Zayd, he used to be called the beloved son of the beloved. Al-Hibbu ibn al-Hibbi. Similarly, Thawban ibn Bujdud, wa kana lahu nasabun fil Yemen, and he had some lineage from Yemen, Thawban ibn Bujdud. Also, Abu Kabshah min muwaladi Mecca, Abu Kabsha, who was born in Mecca, yuqalu ismuhu Salim. It is mentioned his name was Salim. Shahida Badaran, he witnessed Badr, participated in Badr. Wa yuqalu kana min muwaladi ard dos. And it is also mentioned that maybe he was born in the land of dos. Also, Anasa ibn uh, sorry, Anasa min muwaladi as-sara. Anasa, who was born in the land of as-sara. And that is the name of a particular mountain and an area. Uh, also, Salih Shukran. Salih Shukran. Similarly, Rabah. Aswad, Rabah, Aswad, and Yasar, Nubi, and Abu Rafi' and his name was Aslam, and it is said his name was Ibrahim, and he used to be a servant of Abbas, كان عبدا للعباس فوهبه للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأعتقه. So Abbas gifted him to the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ freed him. وَأَبُوْ مُوَيْهِبَ مِنْ مُوَلَّدِي مُزِينَةِ Similarly, Abu Muwayhiba, uh, and they were from the area of Sham. وَفَضَالَةِ نَزَلَ بِالشَّامِ فَضَالَةِ Also, and Rafi' and Sa'id ibn al-'As. فَوَرِثَهُ وَلَدُهُ فَأَعْتَقَهُ بَعْضُهُمْ He was a slave of Sa'id ibn al-'As. Uh, and but he was then freed. A slave of Sa'id ibn al-As and Sa'id's son inherited slaves from his father, freeing some whilst not freeing others. Freed some of them but not all of them. أَعْتَقَ بَعْضُهُمْ وَتَمَسَّكَ بَعْضُهُمْ فَجَاءَ رَافِعْ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ so Rafia, he came to the Prophet seeking help. So Sa'id's son gave Rafia to the Prophet as a gift. And so then Rafia would say, I am the freed slave of the Prophet. Similarly, Mid'am Aswad Wahabahu Lahu Rifa'a ibn Zayd al Juthami. Rifa'a al-Juthami gifted mid'am to the Prophet and kana min muwalladi Hisma. He was born from the area of Hisma, Sham area. Qutila biwadi al-Qura. He was killed in the valley of al-Qura. Similarly, Kirkirah wa kana ala thiqal nabi Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Kirkirah used to look after the 
the luggage, you could say, of the Prophet ﷺ when they were traveling. Zayd, Jaddu Hilal ibn Yasar ibn Zayd, Zayd, the grandfather of Hilal ibn Yasar ibn Zayd, Ubaid, Tahman, Kaysan, it is mentioned, Mihran, or Dhakwan, or Marwan, Wama'bur al-Qabti, Ahdahu al-Muqawqas. These are all names of some of those freed slaves of the Prophet ﷺ. Just mentioning a list of some of the names that are known from the freed slaves of the Prophet ﷺ. Then it moves on to the horses or the animals of the Prophet ﷺ. The animals of the Prophet ﷺ. أول فرس ملكه السكب. The first horse that the Prophet ﷺ owned was by the name of السكب. السكب. He purchased it. اشتراه من عربي from a Bedouin من بني فزارة from that tribe of بنو فزارة. بِعَشْرِ awaq For ten awaq uh, And that is a type of currency they had at the time He purchased him for these ten awaq uh, And that is a currency they used at the time It's mentioned that one of these awaq was forty dirhams And the weight of a dirham is just under three grams that was one of these awaq. So ten of those awaq to purchase this particular horse. وَكَانَ اسْمُهُ عِنْدَ الْأَعْرَابِ And the Bedouin had actually named the horse when he had it as Al-Dharis. Al-Dharis. And the Prophet ﷺ though named it As-Sakb. And that means a horse that has energy and runs a lot. A sakbu. A horse that is energetic and runs a lot and has the ability to do that. وَكَانَ أَغَرَّ مُحَجَّلًا طَلَقَ الْيَمَنْ وَهُوَ أَوَّلُ فَرَسٍ غَزَ عَلَيْهِ this was the first horse that the Prophet ﷺ used in battle. And he would also race with this horse and he was victorious with it, which brought him joy. Now, before we get to that, it's mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ had seven race horses. And the name As-Sakbu is taken from the phrase to pour water. He gave it this name because it was fast, just like pouring water. As soon as you pour water, it just flows out. There's no stopping it. So it was given that name to the horse to indicate its speed and how it moved. وَكَانَ لَهُ سَبْحَ وَهُوَ الَّذِي سَابَقَ عَلَيْهِ فَسَبَقَ فَفَرِحَ it's mentioned he also had a horse by the name of Sabha, 
And that's the one that he actually used to race on and he won, was victorious and he was very pleased with that. Uh, and then also it's mentioned Al-Murtajaz. Al-Murtajaz. وَهُوَ الَّذِي اشْتَرَاهُ مِنَ الْعَرَابِ الَّذِي شَهِدَ لَهُ خُزَيْمَ بْنِ ثَابِتْ وَالْعَرَابِيُ مِنْ بَنِي مَرَّةِ And he bought this horse from an Arab Bedouin and Khuzayma ibn Thabit testified to the purchase. وَقَالَ السَّهَلِ ibn سَعِدْ أَسَاعِدِي كَانَ لِرَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم عندي ثلاثة أفراس Sahal ibn Sa'ad, As-Sa'idi said, the Prophet ﷺ had three horses with me. Three horses with me. Lizaz and Al-Dharib and Al-Luhayf. Lizaz and Al-Dharib and Al-Luhayf. Sa'id or Sahal ibn Sa'ad. As-Sa'idi mentions the Prophet ﷺ had these three horses with me. فَأَمَّا لِزَاز فَأَهْدَاهُ لَهُ الْمُقَوْقِسِ As for Lizaz, it was given to him as a gift from Al-Muqawqis, who was the king from Egypt. He was the one who had sent him Mariah Al-Qibtiyah. He also gave him this horse. وَأَمَّا اللُّحَيْفِ فَأَهْدَاهُ لَهُ رَبِيعَةُ بْنَ أَبِ الْبَرَاءِ فَأَثَابَهُ عَلَيْهِ فَرَائِضَ مِنْ نَعَمْ بَنِي كِلَابِ And as for اللُّحَيْف نعم He was given to him by Rabi'a ibn Abi al-Bara' as a gift He was given to him by Rabi'a ibn Abi al-Bara' as a gift And as for al-Dharib فَأَهْدَاهُ لَهُ فَرْوَهْ إِبْنْ عَمْرَ الْجُذَامِ فَرْوَهْ إِبْنْ عَمْرَ الْجُذَامِ إِبْنْ عَمْرَ الْجُذَامِ had gifted the horse الضرب to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم وكان له فرس يقال له الورد it's mentioned he had another horse by the name of الورد and أَهْدَاهُ لَهُ تَمِيمٌ الدَّارِ فَأَعْطَاهُ عُمَرْ فَحَمَلَ عَلَيْهِ فَوَجَدَهُ يُبَاعَ This was given to him as a gift from Tamim al-Dari. And the Prophet ﷺ gave it to Umar and he donated it. It's mentioned that Umar ibn Khattab said, حَمَلْتُ عَلَى فَرَسٍ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَأَضَاعَهُ الَّذِي كَانَ عِنْدَهِ فَأَرَدْتُ أَنْ أَشْتَرِيَهُ مِنْهُ وَظَرَنْتُ أَنَّهُ بَائِعُهُ بِرُخْصٍ فَسَأَلْتُ عَنْ ذَلِكَ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَقَالَ لَا تَشْتَرِهِ وَإِنْ أَعْطَاكَهُ بِدِرْهَمٍ وَاحِدٍ فَإِنَّ الْعَائِدَ فِي صَدَقَتِهِ كَالْكَلْبِ يَعُودُ فِي قِيَاءٍ عَمَرَ بْنُ الْخَطَابِ سَأَلَ I gave a horse in Allah's cause and the person whom it was given to did not look after it so I intended to buy it back from him thinking that he would sell it cheap. When I asked the Prophet ﷺ about this, he said, don't buy it, even if he gives it to you for one dirham. As the person who takes back what he has given in charity is like a dog that swallows back its vomit. Then also another example is, وَكَانَتْ بَغْلَتُهُ His mule, الدُلْدُلْ 
يركبها في الأسفار الدلدل was mentioned as the name of his mule that he used to ride on in traveling and it's mentioned عاشت بعده حتى كبرت وزالت أسنانها وكان يجش لها الشعير وماتت بينبع that this mule lived after the death of the Prophet وسلم, and it became old and the teeth of it fell out of this particular mule lived after the death of the Prophet وسلم, the teeth of it came out and then eventually uh, they would grind up the barley for her but then she died, this mule died in Yambu a city that is not too far from Medina so when this donkey became old, when this mule became old, all of the teeth fell out, so it was unable to eat. Consequently, they would grind up the barley for it, and it would eat. And this shows the great concern the companions gave to everything connected to the Prophet ﷺ. They preserved his weapons and clothes and possessions and even his mule. They would honor his mule and feed it. And they would grind up the barley for it when it was no longer able to chew itself. Also, Himaruhu Ufair, Mata fi Hajjat al The donkey of the Prophet Sallallahu The donkey of the Prophet Sallallahu And it's also mentioned, Kana lahu ishruna liqha bil that he had 20 milking camels that grazed. يُرَاحُ إِلَيْهِ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ بِقِرْبَتَيْنِ عَظِيمَتَيْنِ مِنْ لَبَنْ That each night two, two huge water skins of milk would be brought to him. That they would be taken to them, from them. وَكَانَ فِيهَا لِقَاحٌ غِزَارٌ and similarly, among the camels with heavy milk, or uh, from the ones that gave a lot of milk, were Al-Hanna and Al-Samra and Al-Urayyas and Al-Sa'diya and Al-Baghum and Al-Yusayra and Al-Riyya. Some of the names that were mentioned of those milking camels. وَكَانَتْ لَهُ لَقْحَا تُدْعَى بُرْدَهُ أَهْدَاهَا لَهُ أَضْضَحَّاكِ إِبْنُ صَفْيَانِ كَانَتْ تُحْلَبُ كَمَا تُحْلَبُ لَقْحَتَانِ غَزِيرَتَانِ Similarly, he had another one by the name of Burda. By the name of Burda. And this was given to him as a gift from أضحاك إِبْنُ صَفْيَانِ and he used to gain a great deal of milk from this particular camel. وَكَانَتْ To the extent it was like milking two camels, the amount of milk that he used to gain. وَكَانَتْ لَهُ مُهْرَةً And he also had muhra And أَرْسَلَ بِهَا سَعَدِ بِنْ عُبَادَ مِنْ نَعَمْ بَنِ عَقِيلٍ وَالشَّقْرَةً and also Muhra and Ashakra. And there were two she camels sent to him from Sa'ad ibn Ubadah from Bani Aqil. Similarly, Kanat Lehu Al-Adba'a. Al-Adba'a. Al-Adba'a was a camel Abu Bakr 
had bought from Bani Al-Harish for 800 dirhams. Wal-Harish. So, كانت له العضباء أتباعها أو ابتاعها أبو بكر من نعم بني الحريش أبو بكر had bought this particular camel from بني الحريش وأخرى بثماني مئة درهم and another one for 800 درهمز فأخذها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بأربعمائة درهم so the Prophet purchased it for 400 درهمز وَهِيَ الَّتِي هَاجَرَ عَلَيْهَا And this is the camel that he rode when he did the hijrah. الْعَضْبَاء This is the camel that is mentioned when he did the hijrah. وَكَانَتْ حِينَ قَدِمَ الْمَدِينَةِ رُبَاعِيَةِ And when they arrived in Medina, the camel was from the best of the mounts. وَهِيَ الْقَصْوَى وَالْجَدْعَى and it was known as Al-Qaswa and known as Al-Jad'a وَقَدْ سُبِقَتْ فَشَقَّ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِينَ And this she-camel was defeated in the race and that was something difficult for the Muslims. So Abu Bakr prepared two camels for him and for the Prophet ﷺ to ride when they made the hijrah to Medina. The Prophet ﷺ refused to accept it unless he would pay Abu Bakr for it. So he paid him the 400 dirhams. Because Abu Bakr had bought the two of the camels for 800 altogether. And the Prophet ﷺ insisted on paying him the 400 for the other one then. So now they had a camel each. Al-Adba was the camel who had never been defeated in a race until a Bedouin came along on a young camel and beat this Al-Adba in a race. This upset the Muslims. And so the Prophet ﷺ said, حَقٌ عَلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَلَّا يَرْفَعَ شَيْءًا مِنَ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا وَضَعَ That Allah has made it incumbent upon Himself that He will not elevate anything from this world except that He lowers it. Consequently, His camel and other camels will win some races and they'll lose some races. Then also, كَانَ لَهُ مَنَائِحْ he also had milking goats. And they are mentioned in the names Ujrah and Zamzam, or Ujzah and Zamzam, and Suqya and Baraka and Warisa and Atlal and Atraf. Uh, these are in the names. And he had a hundred other goats too. The seven milking goats, it's mentioned here, are the types of goats that are loaned to neighbors for milking. The types of goats that are loaned to neighbors for milking. And the owners let his neighbors borrow the goats to milk them. It was not unusual for the people to name their animals. You've noticed all of these animals had names. It wasn't unusual for the people to name their animals. The Arabs had a custom of doing so. That they named their camels and their horses and their goats and their sheep. Hence you see all of these various animals of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam all had names. Then we can also move on to Silahuhu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The weapons of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. كَانَ لَهُ ثَلَاثُ وَثَلَاثَةُ رِمَاحِ that the Prophet ﷺ had three 
spears. Asabaha min salahi bani qaynuqa'. He had acquired them from the weapons of Bani Qaynuqa'. وَثَلَاثَةُ قِسِيءٍ And he had three bows. Named as Ar-Rawha and the bow of Shawhat and the bow of Safra. And it's known as As-Safra. وَكَانَ لَهُ تُرْسٍ And he had a shield. فِيهِ تِمْثَالُ رَأْسِ كَبْشٍ Which contained an image of a ram's head. فَكَرِهَ مَكَانَهُ And he didn't like that image. فَأَصْبَحَ وَقَدْ أَذْهَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ So when he arose one morning, he found that this image of this ram's head on his shield had disappeared. It was gone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had removed it. So when the Prophet ﷺ died, his weapons were given to the Muslim treasury at the time to keep that. This is because the prophets do not leave behind any inheritance, inheritors to take. The Prophet ﷺ said, لا نورث ما تركنا صدقا We don't inherit, we don't have any heirs. We don't have any heirs who take from us thereafter, who we bequeath to. Rather what we leave behind is charitable endowment. It's left for the Muslims, for the Ummah. His nine wives did not inherit anything from him, nor did his children or uncles. His uncle Abbas remained alive after him, but he didn't take any of the possessions of the Prophet ﷺ. Also, the sword of the Prophet ﷺ, known as Dhul Fiqar, Dhul Fiqar, the sword of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Tanaffalahu Yawma Badr He supple- or he acquired it He acquired it from the spoils The booty of the war of Badr وَهُوَ الَّذِي رَأَى فِيهِ الرُّؤْيَا يَوْمَ أُحُدْ And that is the one that he had a vision about in the battle of Uhud. He had a vision about this sword before the battle of Uhud. It mentions in the narration, رَأَيْتُ فِي رُؤْيَايَ أَنِّي هَزَزْتُ سَيْفًا فَانْقَطَعَ صَدْرُ فَإِذَا هُوَ مَا أُصِيبَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ أُحُد ثُمَّ هَزَزْتُهُ أُخْرَى فَعَادَ أَحْسَنَ مَا كَان فَإِذَا هُوَ مَا جَاءَ بِهِ اللَّهِ مِنَ الْفَتْحِ وَاجْتِمَاعِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَرَأَيْتُ فِيهَا بَقَرًا وَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ فَإِذَا هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ يَوْمَ أَحْدٍ He said, I saw in a dream that I moved a sword and its blade broke. And that symbolized the casualties that the believers suffered in the battle of Uhud, on the day of Uhud. Then I moved it again and it became better than it was before. And that symbolized the conquest of Mecca thereafter, that Allah helped us to achieve. (coughs) And the unity of the believers. And I also saw cows in the dream. 
And what Allah does is always beneficial. Those cows appear to symbolize the faithful believers martyred on the day of Uhud. So the events they took place just as in this vision the Prophet saw that they occurred. And it's mentioned that he actually had three swords. It's mentioned that he actually had three swords uh, from Bani Qaynuqa'a, Ula'i, Al-Battara, and Al-Hatf. Mentioning these various swords that the Prophet ﷺ had. Saif of Qula'i, Saif of Battar, and the Saif which was known as Al-Hanif. The Saif which was called the Battar, the one that was called Al-Hanif, and the one uh, that was known as Qula'i. Al-Hanif, it is possible, it's mentioned that it was known as Al-Hatf or Al-Hanif. And also it's mentioned, كَانَ عِنْدَهُ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ الْمِخْدَمْ وَرُسُوبْ أَصَابَهَ مِنَ الْفُلْسِ وَهُوَ سَنَمُ النِّطِيْءِ Also from what he acquired, it's mentioned from the miracles of the Prophet ﷺ, that he supplicated, this was regarding the shield that he had supplicated, and then it was cleared of the image that he used to have on the shield. Then the swords that he had from them, the sword of Zulfiqar, and the image that he had regarding that sword, and the events that took place, the events that took place in Uhud, exactly as he saw them. He also had Al-Mikhdam and Rasub, which was taken from Al-Fuls, a pagan tribe in Tayy. These are also from the swords of the Prophet ﷺ. Anas ibn Malik said, كَانَ نَعَلُ سَيْفِ رَسُولِ اسَسَلَّمُ فَضَّهُ وَقَبِيعَتُهُ فَضَّهُ وَمَا بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ حِلَقٌ فَضَّهُ That the metallic end of the scabbard of the messenger of Allah ﷺ was of silver. And the pommel of his sword was silver and in between were rings of silver. So this shows the permissibility of a man putting silver on his weapon. Prophet swords had silver on them. And then also from the armor, أَصَابَ مِنْ سِلَاحِ بَنِي قَيْنُقَاعِ دِرْعِينَ دِرْعٌ يُقَالُ لَهُ السَّعْدِيَّةِ وَدِرْعٌ يُقَالُ لَهُ فِضَّةِ وَرُوِيَ عَنْ مُحَمَّدِ بْنِ سَلَمَ قَالَ رَأَيْتُ عَلَى رَسُولَ سَلَمْ يَوْمَ أَحُدْ دِرْعِينَ دِرْعٌ that the Prophet ﷺ wore two coats of mail on the day of Uhud, two uh, body armors, these body armors, the two coats of mail. And this shows the obligation of utilizing the means, and doing so does not negate relying upon Allah. The Prophet ﷺ wore the body armor. He would wear the metal plates or these coats of metal, the body armor. He had the shield, he had the weapon. And so this is indicating how you put your trust in Allah, but then you take the necessary means that are required with that weaponry, with that defense, with the shields and the armor, as the Prophet ﷺ used to do. That is where we're going to stop on for today. We'll start with the physical appearance of the Prophet ﷺ next week. What did he used to look like? 
What did the Prophet ﷺ used to look like? His physical characteristics. That's what we're going to start on next week, inshallah ta'ala, at 7 p.m. So we'll round off on that for tonight then. Any questions? Alright, in that case, next week, 7 p.m., inshallah.